just to have in case like you could like it could be kind of like Hey everybody, welcome to the Arm Punt Podcast. Today is uh, Wednesday, September 4th. Uh, Dropping one early, as they say, you know. Uh, I am Matt Spencer, and alongside the other host, Andrew Parks. Andrew. That is me. That is him. Here I am. That is him. Yep. I am here. So we've, uh, our schedule's uh, cleared up, and the fans have demanded a Wednesday episode. The fans demandeth, and we will giveth, and it is giving time. Uh, so uh, we come off uh, week one uh, football. It was great. There was 47 games on Saturday. Um, love it. Love it. I don't actually know that, but that sounded like a good number. Uh, There's a lot of football teams. I bet there was at least 47 yeah, at yeah. least 47 games. Uh, the Cats played on Saturday. Uh, they won over Toledo, and Louisville played Monday Night Football uh, and unfortunately dropped the game. But we will uh, dive into that a little more. Yeah. Yes. Um, those things did happen. Games yes. were played, and it is football season. I, 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 I've officially decided I don't like the Week Zero stuff. What? Because... I yeah. Well, first of all, we got garbage games, and right. second of all, I was like, "Yay, football!" And then it was like, "Oh wait, actual football doesn't start for like another week." Yeah, that's and true. So it was like a preseason college football game, um, it, it looked in like college a football week, football and it kind of stunk even extra because then Louisville didn't play till like two days after everybody else played. So yeah, that was a um, weird one. But you was, do get yeah. the short week, which <laughs> for the team is not great, but for you personally, it's for me Wednesday. Personally, the game's I, almost here. I know that is that is kind of nice. That is a great. Term. Um, so yeah, a lot of football going on. Um, we'll but, start. But yeah. We'll start with Kentucky since they were Saturday, and then we'll Go jump into Louisville since we're we're all about going chronologically or linear. Yeah, as the nerds say. Ultimate and ultimately, Louisville probably had a more. I think we learned more from the Louisville game. Yes, about Louisville than we did uh, from. Yeah, Kentucky, who pretty much took care of business. Yeah, I'd agree, um, but. Yeah, what, okay. what were your thoughts? How are you feeling? So, noon kickoff Saturday, uh, Cats and the Rockets. Uh, Cats won 38-24. It was 14-14 at halftime. Um, you know, the I, feel like you'd, I feel like you'd kind of predicted that uh, this game could go into halftime I think close, if not tied. I hate to say um, it. The game literally went exactly as I anticipated. Like, it, it could not have gone more. If I could have scripted the game, this is how I would have probably written it. In the sense that... We were going to see in the first quarter, everybody was super juiced, like ready to go. But I also mm-hmm. think they were underestimating Toledo. And because yeah. Toledo just a uh, two and a half minute drive, first drive, mm-hmm. just rolled right down the field. They, they, they came out firing. Firing. And they burned the secondary. I mean, the, yeah. like I anticipated, secondary was absolutely torched. Uh, rolled down and scored. Then Kentucky, and again, if you were sitting right there, the moment Toledo scored, I looked at my dad and I said, just get ready. Kentucky's going to go three and out. And everybody's going to lose their mind. And what do they do? Three and out. And so it just seemed like, I, I was never worried. I never thought the game was going to be. It just seemed like we were, Kentucky was too excited, too pumped. But also at the same time, I was like, come on, guys, it's Toledo. I mean, we're going to, we were a 10 and a half point favorite. We're going to thump them. It's not a problem. And it went exactly as planned. I think it took a half for them to settle in and work out. The moment, literally at halftime, it was almost like, oh, this is a different team. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying they're a 10-win team, 9-win team, 8-whatever, but the offensive line all of a sudden decided, oh, wait, we are bigger than these guys. We're stronger. Mm-hmm. We're more elite. And they started pu- getting a better push. The front seven, they ended up, the, their first half was kind of disappointing, but all of a sudden, second half, I don't know if Toledo had a throw where the pocket was not collapsed in some capacity. I'm not saying it was he was you know the quarterbacks were pressured or whatever, mm-hmm. but the pocket did change shape where he did have to alter how he was uh, going after it. Uh, DeAndre Square uh, in the line the, in the linebacking core, absolutely a freak interception. I think he had two sacks and eleven tackles mm-hmm. all over the field. Uh, yeah. I think he's he, going to he filled he, up the stat sheet. He's going to be the guy. I, I think mm-hmm. it's it's he's not he's not Josh Allen because they obviously don't play the same position. But if you're looking for that elite defender, I think it's you're not uh, going to and you're not going to have anyone who is Josh Allen. 
when you no. lose a Josh Allen, you, no, no, you, no, no, no. Your hope is your hope is not to replace him because you can't. And no, exactly. Well, otherwise, and the but you're, you're, you want someone to take the that leadership role. And the, and the positive point on that is, you lose Josh, you lose a you know a top seven pick in the draft. Um, that whole front three man, four man line, uh, mm-hmm. way better. I mean, again, it is Toledo, but the the amount of pressure they were able to break through on that line. Uh, mm-hmm. Was exactly kind of what was what was expected, and then yeah. from the secondary standpoint, just and just sticking on defense, uh, from being absolutely worried that we were going to get torched for a hundred yards every single uh, every single time down the field, you know, I would say second half secondary, you you couldn't have told told me that they were all basically new guys. They weren't mm-hmm. they weren't you know perfect, but but they have a JUCO transfer named Brandon Eccles who is a he's like an old school safety or an old school corner. I'm going at the ball. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily gonna defend the defender. It's when, as soon as that ball throws, he jumps. He snaps on the ball. So he had a, mm-hmm. he had three or four pass breakups that were like whoa, like that was that was pretty impressive. And then on the offensive end, and I'll wrap this up quick. Offensive end, uh, Terry Wilson was actually a little bit better than I expect, expected. I think he was 19 for 26, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that's. What more can he had, you ask for from a guy? He had, an, he had an efficient game. He he made some throws that were just absolutely silly. Uh, like he had a forty bar deep ball to uh, Bryce Oliver. Uh, Bryce Oliver made an incredible catch over a guy. Lynn Bowden did the same thing. Receivers were a lot better than anticipated. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I thought it was great. Terry, uh, if that's Terry's play the rest of the season, then I, as a Kentucky fan, I never. I'm not going to complain. He had a couple skip sure. throws, but I mean. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, he, he threw it all the way across the field, and you could tell it slipped out of his hand. Skip one. People were complaining about it. He had one weird play where it was like a, it was an RPO, and then he decided to pull it, and then Lynn Bowden was in the flat, and then he couldn't decide, oh, do I want to mm-hmm. throw it to Lynn or pitch it? And he kind of just, like, overhand volleyballed it to him, and it was a was weird... That his, like, was that his, like, weird fumble? Yeah, it was this weird fumble thing. Thankfully, it went out yeah. of bounds and all, but it was like, what in the world? Other than that, honestly, his decision-making was great. Everything was... went as expected second half. He only threw the ball seven times in the first half. Because, well, and that's the thing, is you didn't really need to. No, no, they were um, trying to establish y'all, the run. Y- y'all, y'all's running game was working. Oh, um, yeah. Kavazi Smoke He's a, ran I love the ball him. well. He's good. Um... AJ Rose ran the ball pretty well. His yep. average, I mean, he got the major, he got the majority of the carries. Yep. Um, only ended up averaging about four yards a rush. Um, I'll take it though. But but ran hard, and once he was honestly able to get some space, um, showed off some of his speed. Smoke, yep. I mean, obviously showed off his speed with uh, his uh, his long touchdown run. But and it's interesting too because Kentucky had such a ground and pound up the middle with Benny Snell this year, and you can tell the idea is is we're getting to the outside and we're just going to show everybody our speed until they, they give the ball to Chris Rodriguez, who's, who's clearly more of a downhill, I'm going to bowling ball you mm-hmm. three yards kind of guy. But uh, other than that, uh, I, was, I was pleased. Uh, I don't, you know, there's obviously things you can work on and, 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 and we can get, you know, we can have better starts. But if that mm-hmm. second half team is what Kentucky gets generally for, for most of their games, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I had a lot of a lot of positive takeaways in that second half. They had that garbage touchdown at the end, and all they had was a field goal in the second half. So that's mm-hmm. they, they they you know they held them to ten points. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I was second pleased. half. The you know the difference in size and athleticism. You know SEC. You know Mac. versus yeah. yeah Toledo. It totally um, took over. Made, yeah, it took over, made the difference, which is kind of what you hope for, especially when of course. you are playing a team who is playing up and uh, kind of matching you right. um, shot for shot there in the first half a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I think we'll see more when Kentucky faces somebody who is... Week three, you know, they'll get Florida. Uh, That's when we'll yeah, see it. A, a, a mightier opponent and... Um, we'll kind of kind of see what that ends up looking oh, like. Yeah. But yeah, overall, yeah. I think y'all played pretty well. I only got to see the first half actually, but yeah, so you um, saw the garbage parts. But that's okay. Well, but even still, they were even amongst the garbage parts. Oh, there was moments. Se- there was definitely second, moments. Second quarter, putting up fourteen points. Oh, totally. Which sort of started to swing the game, and it was basically like, okay, new new ball game. Yep. Yeah. You won. You won the second half, twenty-four to ten. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I think there'd be there's plenty to be 
positive about totally. uh, coming off that. Who do you all have this weekend? Uh, this weekend is Eastern Michigan, the Emus. I don't think that's their name, but that's their abbreviation. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they opened. Uh, they have they, the current spread right now is fifteen, and the over under is fifty three. Um, so I think I think Pro Football Focus ranked the Eastern Michigan quarterback as one of their top quarterback performers. Of week one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think they also gave, I believe Eastern Michigan's also in the MAC as well. Um, they had four players on the all MAC week one team. And I think three of them are in the secondary. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily going to be a cupcake game. Uh, but I, I, I think it'll be almost similar to Toledo. But I think Eastern Michigan's not as good. I don't think they're as good as Toledo, but I think you could see a similar type uh, situation. So it will be yeah. a night game, and I think the crowd will be, even though I heard the crowd was pretty decent uh, for a noon kick, uh, I, I think Kentucky takes care of business. I also think they cover. You know, they ended up covering, mm-hmm. they ended up covering the spread week one. I think they cover mm-hmm. the 15. It's probably an 18 to 21 point win for Kentucky is kind of my, uh, my assumption sure. on that one. So, Sure. Yep. Cool. That's that. Oh, and just for That's what that. it's worth, ESPN uh, gives Kentucky a 92.3% chance to win the game. So I feel oh, that. Uh, that's good. That's a would, lot of, would, lot of relief. Feel, feel relatively confident about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so Louisville ended up uh, playing on Monday, finally, um, yeah, so after a long offseason of talk and hearing about changes from Scott Satterfield's new regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically expectations were... Like, going into it, it's like, weirdly, expectations were low. It was ultimately, let's see them play hard and compete and do some things okay. And, you know, no one really... I mean, I think a lot of people were kind of saying, like, hey, we don't care if we're going to win or lose this game, ultimately, because we know we're going to lose. But, um, ultimately, it was it was funny, because, like, I was getting frustrated throughout the game because... Yeah. Well, frankly, we could have been in a really good position to win that game, sure. um, and uh, not only be competitive, but if just were not for some stupid things that happened, um, we were in that game for a long time. Uh, ultimately, ended up losing thirty-five to seventeen. Um, but I don't think cover that spread. W- great teams cover yeah. um, by a half point. Covered that spread. Take that, matters. Vegas. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think any Louisville fan who, I mean, okay, a, a reasonable one, um, can co- could come away from that game anything less than optimistic um, oh, for and sure. pleased. Like, no, no one wants to see their team lose. I was annoyed, um, but I was mostly annoyed at how we lost. Um, yep. th- you know, even against a team that is bigger than we are and has better athletes and has All-Americans, you know, on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we... We're showing uh, a competitiveness and a fight that kept us in, obviously, through uh, through the half, but even through the second half, uh, defensively, um, you know, uh, our offense was sputtering at points and, and starting to struggle, but, yeah. um, you know, ultimately, I, I'm excited about the rest of the season, and you, you could hear it from... Uh, Kirk Herbstreit, he was even talking about it. I was like, oh my I think goodness, this team yeah. goes bowling now. Which, like, okay, again, let's slow our roll. But I think, ultimately, yeah, basically, he, they, they pulled up Louisville's schedule, and he was like, yeah, I'm looking at the games. He was like, mm-hmm, uh, yeah, I see six wins there. <laughs> Except he didn't say, like, who. Yeah. Um, I think he was just like, I don't want to justify this. Right. Um, but people are saying, like, okay, based on Louisville's schedule, this team could possibly scrape out Six wins. Yes. Um, yeah. Based on how they played against the number nine team in the nation, um, you know, Jawan had a really up and down game. Yeah. Um, but uh, at quarterback, um, but had a decent game running the ball. Scored. Our, he had our two touchdowns. Um, oh, for sure. Even with some um, some questionable decisions, uh, you know, in our option uh, in our option offense. Uh, but like JV and Hawkins carried the ball nineteen times for one hundred and twenty two yards. Hassan Hall carried the ball 11 times for 69 yards, uh, both of them basically averaging, you know, six and a quarter, six and a half yards a carry. Um, that was a fun rushing offense. I don't oh, care. Yeah. If we, we, we could throw the ball 15 times a game, and I would not care because... Oh, it's awesome. Um, 
that's a fun rushing offense. The motion that uh, that kind of orbital motion that uh, has Tutu Atwell running all over the place. Yep. Opening up weird uh, shovel passes and reverses and jet sweeps. Um, it's just a lot to keep track of and. Um, so that was encouraging. The line blocked well. Yeah. Um, I like their scheme. I mean, that zone block scheme scheme is really zone, fun. The zone, the zone blocking. I think just ultimately, as much as you might think that sort of complicates things because it's it's a little more fluid and uh, maybe less objective. Like you block this person, you block this person. I think it ultimately kind of uncomplicates some things. It basically says, hey, in this zone, block this guy. Yep. You know, block the, and. Um, there weren't many issues, weren't many times where we ultimately had someone completely unblocked. And if we did, it was more of a Puma missed, you know, a read or yeah, didn't, read. didn't recognize something pre-snap. Um, so the line played well, which is, I mean, we've had some awful line play, um, the last, uh, few years. Um, I'm getting a telephone call from Chattanooga, Tennessee, but I'm going to let them leave me a voicemail cause I'm oh. recording a podcast. Um, sorry. That's right. That's right. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, that was just, that was really encouraging. I think that was one of the biggest things. We know we have athletes. We know we have players oh, who can move oh, yeah. the ball, who can make plays. But if our line is the turnstile that it's yep. been, then we're not doing anything. We're not accomplishing anything. And they played well against, yeah. uh, you a know, great front. a great front, the second best, potentially the first best, I mean, what you know, Clemson is going to be Clemson, right. uh, even though they've lost talent. They're replacing it with stupid good talent, more talent. Yeah. Uh, um, so, I mean, I feel encouraged about that. Dwayne Ledford coming and doing his job. Just um, one thing that I think we were all a little concerned about was uh, they did they did switch back and forth uh, centers uh, between TJ McCoy, the transfer, and Cole Bentley, um, and that's something that. And again. Dwayne Ledford has forgotten more about football than I could ever hope to know. Um, and I trust him, but it's all, I think everyone was kind of like, Hey, can we leave one guy in there just to create some rhythm? Like, yeah, you know, Cole, uh, had a couple snap infractions. He yeah, had a, uh, a really bad shot infractions he, in that game. Wasn't there? I think so. Uh, Never seen that. I think he had at least one snap infraction and then one that technically wasn't a snap infraction, but it was essentially a false start on the whole team because well, he didn't no, snap Notre Dame also had a snap infraction. I think Notre Dame had one. Yeah, had one too. I'd never seen that. Um, wow. Um, well, and that's the thing. Louisville fans are used to it. Like we had, we've had false starts on the center. Oh yeah. Like consistently over the last several years. Um, but you know, a couple bad snaps that were hard to handle. Um, which is just you want consistency. You want to never have oh, to think yeah. about your center, exactly. and that was so. That was kind of something that we're hoping to address going forward. Um, receivers, Tutu Atwell played well, made plays. Um, unfortunately, two of the biggest drops in the game um, were from him. He had yeah. that one touchdown that ultimately I do think he caught the ball, but I get why they didn't. Uh, yeah, that was a weird. That was a tough one. I, no, I, I get why they didn't overturn it. Yeah, um, but I do think he caught the ball. Um, with a foot inbounds, but he also let it hit his face mask. So, um, and then later in the game, there was like a third and seventeen where Juwan put a ball right on the money, hit two two basically right in the hands uh, a yard before the first down as he was uh, crossing crossing over the middle, and he let it drop. Yeah. Um, a few other drops across the place. Our receivers just had trouble getting open. Um, I think that secondary was good. Secondary is good. They got athletes. They got great safeties. Um, That one was huge. Was like six five, six four safety. Yeah, they 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 got big dudes uh, in the defensive backfield. And once they left, kind of the man, the man scheme kind of went to zone there in the second half. Our our receivers definitely struggled uh, creating separation, getting room. You could see it too. The problem with Notre Dame is their linebacking core, because Mm -hmm. especially when they got in, when Louisville was just rolling on that run. Once they got past the first level of the defensive line, it was mm-hmm. like that linebacking core had never seen a zone read. Had yeah. never, uh, they, ever. Or at least they weren't prepared for it. I mean, it um, was wild. And they, and couldn't, they couldn't cover man. Uh, that well, was a fact. Yeah, and so that's the thing. Once they went to the zone, it kind of it, yeah. it stalled us a little bit. Um, ultimately, Jawan, I, I don't think Puma had as bad of a game as it looked. Um, at least, you know, people were like, he couldn't pass at all. He was terrible. Ac- his accuracy was terrible. Um, and it's like, okay, I, I think we gotta, we gotta be reasonable. Kind of look at the good with the bad three fumbles bad. Yeah. I mean, holy cow. That was incredible. Like, what a that, that's, I mean, that last fumble that, cu- that allowed, uh, 
the Irish to score before the half killed us. Yep. Um, yep. And then the the fumble to start the second half when we were rolling down the field that officially killed us. Like yeah, I think that was the coffin nailed the coffin. Like and some of it was just I mean all of it was pretty much just not being careful with the ball, hold the ball. Yep. Um, so we got to get that fixed. But ultimately, he made some really great throws. Um, the throws that were incomplete, most of them weren't just inaccurate throws. They were just, we were covered, they made plays, yeah. didn't have a lot of separation. We had a number of dropped balls. I can think of like four off the top of my head. Um, the two from 2-2, another one from uh, Isaac Martin, uh, one of the H-backs, and uh, uh, another one that I'm trying to think of who it was. But like, you know, guys weren't helping him out a whole lot. Um, and ultimately... Uh, when it, it, they showed a graphic that was kind of a wild stat, when he when they only rushed like three or four, he was like one for nine. I saw that. That was wild. But when they rushed like five, you know, when he had some extra pressure, but it opened some stuff up in the in yep. the uh, defensive backfield. Dude was like nine of, you know, fifteen or something like was, that. Yeah. And so it's like okay, he can play, but he was going up against the second best. Defense is going to go. Yeah. Secondary is going to play. Um, so I, I, people, and you know, any other time it'd be like, get him off the field. This is awful. But you know what? That's what he dealt with all last year. Um, yeah. Getting ripped off the field um, after a mistake or two. Um, and at that point, Evan Conley's not going to help the team a whole lot more. Um, nope. But b- building his confidence, letting the co- the coaching staff, letting him know that they believe in him. Um, I think was good. Um, you know, his final stat line, 12 to 27, 134 yards. We got to improve that, but I think it yeah. will. Um, I think so too. He, he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but he can put it. I mean, that dime to two, two that hit him in the helmet. That, that was, was a great a, ball. That was a dime. Um, and he had a couple other throws when guys had some space, he, he put it there. So, um, I, I'm feeling okay about him moving forward, but we do got to adjust the ball security yep. and the defense. I mean, there was a time or two that I was giggling throughout the game because of how, you know, our you know our our D line would stuff a run, and then our linebackers would come flying in, our safeties would come flying in, yep. and just gang tackling. Like we hadn't seen that kind of physicality, that kind of tenacity on defense, in who knows how long. Um, you know what it reminded me of, and this is going to be a Louisville name that's great. It was a very Todd Grantham Havoc style defense. Well, and and that's what Brian Brown talks about a lot. They want to create havoc both yep. with how their how their D line slants, the um, you know how their uh, how the linebackers in that card position uh, yep. kind of create havoc there, um, and, and just kind of clog up the the middle um, and guys flying in the ball. We want we want black helmets flying in there and, and hitting yep. people, and we did. We saw that and. We, I mean, we stopped. We had what three, three or four three and outs. Yeah, they they controlled uh, Notre Dame on third down. It was wild. You know, we, there was at least one other where we uh, stopped them on downs. Um, a turnover here and there. Guys flying over the place, making plays and hitting people. Um, you know, Russ Yeast playing safety this year moved him. He he led our team in tackles. Um, yep, and uh, had an incredible uh, play on a punt. Um, just absolutely. Oh, I, that was a, that was sweet. Lighting was. a guy up, like we just saw an energy and a physicality from this defense that we had not seen in nope. the last two years. So, one hundred percent overall. It was and fun. it's like, yeah, and it's like you look at the score and be like, oh, they gave up thirty-five points. Well, they were given a really, really short field right before half, um, and uh, throughout the. So really, it's like, let's look at twenty-eight points, giving up twenty-eight points to the number one or uh, number nine team in the nation. But, you know, causing the havoc, causing Ian Book to struggle the way he did, um, apart from a few uh, boneheaded plays that were just both good play scheme and um, yeah. uh, some mental errors. He, you know, which where they had some kind of wide open guys. Um, other than that, they struggled. Um, oh. oh, that was that so, doubt. And so I'm really confident in the defense going forward. If they can tighten things up a little bit, um, I'm, I'm encouraged. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think this is a bowl team still because I think we yeah. we have to prove. I think we have to prove more than that. I think we are. I mean, I would say it's not out of the realm of possibility though. Like, oh, no, no, no. six wins is possible if things start going right, and we ultimately, again, we're going to learn more about this team over the next four games. And um, it's and I think it's one of those things where sometimes, like with Kentucky, you, they'll play Eastern Michigan next week, and 
you have an idea of what you expect, but it's like, okay, it, if they cover the spread, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, f- you take care of business. It's a MAC team. Florida will be the test. I think with this Louisville team, because of the encouragement we saw on Monday, I mm-hmm. think they need to come out and play well against Eastern Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Because if it's just a mediocre, like, huh, 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 you know, they win by 14, 15, I think there's a little questioning, like, okay, you know, then w- did we just see a, a super juice team on Monday yeah. that yeah, was, was excited to yeah, play Notre Dame? Yeah, was Monday just excitement and hype in the evening, or was it a team that can actually come out and play football? Because it's, uh, it's going to be it's, a, it's, it's both. The answer, it's oh, not black and white either no, one. of course. But, yeah, I know. I think you're right. I think I think Saturday will show us more than what that what a game versus EKU should show right. us. Well, and that yeah. Florida State game because you saw when they played Boise State, uh, mm-hmm. they were Florida State was awesome in the first half, and then all of a sudden Boise State started uh, flipping their, or they they adjusted their defensive pressure on Blackman mm-hmm. and the entire Florida State team. When you started pushing putting pressure on James Blackman, it was just like he was like, "Uh, what do I do?" Oh yeah, oh and, yeah. And Louisville clearly showed in the Notre Dame game. Okay, we could pressure the quarterback. I think that Florida State game will be the, okay, mm-hmm. our defense is quote-unquote for real or our offense is quote-unquote for real because I think it's it's now you're at a team that's more on the caliber of Louisville. Yeah, From no, even, I, I think so. Even even despite having some still some really high-caliber athletes on both right. sides. Yeah, yes. I agree. I think that Florida State game can show us a lot about what the rest of the season could look like um, because that, I think that Florida State team is going to be kind of boomer bust. I oh, do I think they're more the team that showed us what they were against Boise State, a right. team that won't finish. They're undisciplined. They're sloppy. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know if you saw Willie Taggart. He blamed it on the uh, the strength and conditioning. Uh, basically oh, yeah. said that they weren't, uh, they didn't hydrate soon enough. And it's like, okay, all right, Willie. Um, maybe maybe they did, but come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> you do live in Florida, so you do understand the. <laughs> yeah, Florida. yeah. Did you guys you you, you realize? Nothing really changed. You like moved locations, but like Boise was playing a game that was basically at like 10 a.m. their time, and they had to switch locations. If anyone and had in a excuses, different climate, there. basically, it, yeah, th- they live like in the Middle East. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that game can show us a lot. Um, and EKU and uh, WKU definitely need to be games where they uh, they kind of come out firing. Um, yeah, our offense may not be a super, may not show a lot of fireworks. Uh, maybe even in the past game. But those are definitely going to be good games to hopefully tune up the pass game a little bit. Yep. Um, yep. I agree. And kind of nail things down. Hopefully let our defense, again, build more momentum, hit some people, make some plays, um, work on that turnover margin a bit. and Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see going forward. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see because I just wonder. Uh, I was talking talking about the game with some other people. Um, how, that how Louisville. I know. Well, sorry. It was unintentionally intentional. Um, but uh, the the topic was, I just wonder how much Louisville showed from a from a scheming standpoint and a playbook standpoint on Monday. Because mm-hmm. they, they ran a lot. I mean, they had a lot of different sets. Like, I love that mm-hmm. little, like, uh, that pistol set with the, you know, the the two running backs and a tight end kind the, of the kind there. of the, the the diamond with the yeah back yeah back there. it's kind yeah. of fun like I, I like that set but they, they there was a lot of variations of that and mm-hmm. you could and I just think going forward I think you're going to see a lot of zone on defense mm-hmm. when when Louisville's on offense and I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of zone blitzing because mm-hmm. I think if if Puma doesn't have a quick out route on a man coverage knowing that he's got pressure coming that's his quick hit it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how they adjust uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, they did show us a good bit, um, and that's kind of a Satterfield thing. He, he runs out of a number of, uh, a number of different formations, um, but even amidst what looks kind of complex and a lot of different options, it's a relatively simple offense. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. And Keith Wynn did a really great write-up on it last week, um, kind of going uh, – Formation by formation, kind of what they like to do, what the H back is doing, what the motion man's going to be doing, and why. Um, but and when it comes to the passing game, Jawan's job has been simplified so much more since coming off Bob. I mean, at least compared oh, to Bob yeah. Trino's scheme. Basically, every play there's an A and there's a B. Basically, yep. got it's almost like a two read, or it's like a one read. It's like if it's not your H or B, if it's not your B either. Tuck it and run. Um, right. Hopefully. Yep. Yep. So now, one thing I was curious about that. Uh, did I think put him in tough positions? There were plays that I don't know if they were blown plays and, and someone missed an assignment, um, or if this is just kind of an oversight in this play scheme. 
but like there were a few where he just didn't have options. Receivers couldn't get open. Yeah, he had three downfield options, but no outlet. Didn't right. have a man in the. Yeah. Didn't have a tight end in the flat. Didn't have a running back out there as a safety valve. Um, and well, they so ran that. They ran I, that one play action where it was like a deep post, and it literally was mm-hmm. two. It was literally Tutu Atwell who was double coverage, and then one other guy, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was just blocking. Yeah. And and so and that's kind of the thing. There were a few plays like that, and so I'm curious if it's like okay. Did someone miss an assignment, which I would not be surprised. It's game right. one. There's sloppiness. There's mental errors. Um, or is that a scheming thing? But In which case, you're really banking a whole lot on there being some separation or defensive breakdown or right. your quarterback being able to make a quick decision and a great throw. Yeah, I mean, all of those could be plausible. Um, I'm sure they'll kind of address that a, a bit. Um, sure. But anything they can do to simplify this offense for him and start giving him some confidence, help him get – like. To start the game, I remember saying I was like, they need to give him some, like, give him some easier throws to kind of build build some confidence. Um, you know, he, he loves using his tight ends, likes using the running backs. Let's get the ball to him. Um, oh yeah. But even so, a game where Des Fitzpatrick doesn't get his first target until like late in the third quarter, yeah. that's an issue. Um, so yeah, Kentucky had the same problem with Lynn Bowden. It took it yeah. took Kentucky forever to get Lynn Bowden going as well. So, but he but he got going. He got he the ball. No, in his he hands. had a great second half. He was mm-hmm. he was I, I uh, approved of that for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah. So Louisville has uh, Eastern next week, and mm-hmm. uh, according to ESPN, they're a twenty-two and a half point favorite. Oh, if there's a spread. I couldn't find one. Yeah, according to ESPN. Yeah, and that's a. I mean, that's a big favorite for anybody, um, especially for a team like Louisville, who. Um, Really, no one would think they were that big of a favorite versus anybody. Sure. Um, EKU beat Valparaiso like fifty-two to seven last week, so yep. they they can beat up on a on a weaker team. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I'm really hoping Louisville can kind of come out, they play should. tightly. Ultimately, similar kind of similarly, it's like okay, I don't care about the score as much. I want to try not to think about the spread, but I do want it to feel. Well, yeah, ultimately what I want to see is a game where players are playing hard, playing tight, and like yeah. not fumbling the ball every other Good play. Good execution, yeah. But how about a game that doesn't feel like it's in doubt? You sure. know, even if even if we win the game 35-10, to 10, yeah. well, I mean, that's beating the spread ultimately. Yeah, that, that's cover. a 25.1. But, you know, a game where we win 18 to nothing. Yeah, sure. sure. You know, even yeah, that doesn't feel great, but, like, you know... You always felt in control in the driver's seat. It's never. Yeah, it's not that a, stressful. A game that doesn't feel in doubt. I want the. Yeah, yeah, I want the defense to play well, wreak havoc, get some turnovers, yep. and that should result in a in a game that you know beats the spread there. But sure, um, sure, yeah. So again, wins wins are great. Let's come out with a win. I mean, obviously, this week is like we need to win this game. Right, um, right. But how we do it? Let's work on mental errors and not fumbling the ball and sure. kind of bu- yep. building our quarterback's confidence. So, and we'll I think see. they will. I think there'll be something there. So, yeah. which is good. Um, but anyway, so uh, this is actually won't be too long of a pod this week. Uh, but uh, we there were some other games that did happen uh, that are definitely notables. Uh, Florida State lost. Florida State lost to Boise State. Hank Brockmeyer is Heisman. Um, Georgia lost to Georgia or Tennessee lost to Georgia State. Was that not the greatest thing? Man, that was I, hilarious. The only thing that would have made it better is if Kentucky lost. I, I agree. Uh, it would have made it so much better. <laughs> but I was I was watching. That, I was like, oh my goodness. They might lose to Georgia State, and then it was like, "Holy, they are they are going to lose." Well, to the thing, uh, Georgia State was just better. Yeah, oh. they were better. Yeah, Tennessee got lucky on that little garbage time. They should have Georgia State should have won that game by two touchdowns. Gosh, I saw someone tweet. Uh, basically, the coach had said like, "This is the second biggest win of our program's history, outside of like this one." random bowl victory against some <laughs> random team and it was like that was some that was some a plus shade right there some shade. <laughs> like, did you see so the s&p uh plus did a, i think it was the s&p plus did a ranking of basically the uh i guess how big of a loss it was mm-hmm. they're calling it the fourth biggest loss in college football history I mean, based on the spread, that might be true. 24 and a half. It was 24 um, and a half. And they lost by what? Did they lose by 14? Eight. They lost by eight. eight. They scored okay. a touchdown right at the very end that brought it with from 15 to eight. Okay. I, I, I was going to say, as I saw toward the end, that they were. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, try- I'm searching through Marcus's because uh, he's the one who posted about the, the that game. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I Yeah, based on the spread, that might be true. 
ultimately and and based on names alone that might yeah, feel true well they but did ultimately, two and ten last year and yeah. they uh, have only been a football program for like 10 years yeah so it's i mean it's big it's huge it's pretty big um, it's pretty big but yeah i think tennessee and can be this and can uh, be good i don't um, think it'll be very good but either. but even so so yeah andy staples tweeted that a uh, georgia state coach sean elliott um uh basically said that uh he had several, or he saw several areas in Tennessee's game that he knew they could exploit on both sides of, <laughs> on both lines of scrimmage. So That's like, incredible. basically, he was going going in and was like, "Oh, I know we can beat this team. Oh, we're and waiting." I, and guys. I have reasons. I have reasons why. <laughs> Here's I know exactly this. why it's going to happen. And then they did. And then um, they did it. And so that that that's was glorious. Pre- that's pretty wild. Dang, I'm trying so to go good. back and find that find that bull tweet, but. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> ranked number two in program history behind bull win over Western Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like, dang, that's that's dang. some shade. It's brutal. Um, sorry, Tennessee, but also, yeah. Um, yeah. That was good. What else? Uh, Ole Miss. Th- Ole Miss ended up losing to Memphis. I think you called that, right? I actually picked Ole Miss, but it was one of those where I was like, I picked Ole Miss, and I was like, I think Memphis is going to win because I, I don't know I kinda, who Ole Miss is. I kind of felt the same way. Yeah. But I, so. al- I also picked Ole Miss, so I missed that one. I did miss the Florida State game. I'm just going through the picks. Yep. Huskers took care of South Alabama after a scare. Um, yep. Um, let's see. Washington destroyed Eastern Washington. Yeah. North Carolina did beat South Carolina. Yeah. Um, so the end on that one. Did you see it? I, I didn't end up seeing it. You mentioned okay. something. I just saw the so score. And North Carolina had the ball in their own in South Carolina's territory. So I think they were at like the forty-five yard line. The clock was basically running out. It was third down. They took a knee, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think. I think South Carolina took a time their last timeout. Stopped the clock with like. 10, 11 seconds left. So what does Mac Brown call on fourth down? QB kneel. Nice. He kneels that, it. Turns the ball over, that'll gives South good. Carolina a chance at their own 45 for Hail Mary, and it it doesn't work. I think it gets broken up. Um, but the big news out of that game was Jake Bentley. Uh, yeah. Potentially out. out for the year. Mm-hmm. Six. They're calling it six weeks, which means if all goes right – he will be back the week after Kentucky, and they'll have this uh, true freshman, Ryan Helsinki, or Helinski, Helinski, yeah. uh, number two rated quarterback behind our boy Spencer Rattler. Yeah. So yeah. here's my here's my worry. Uh, he might be awesome. He's supposed to be awesome. So he might come in and actually, I'm not worried about Jake Bentley. I would rather play Jake Bentley. Jake Bentley's <laughs> you, been you in South Carolina for Jake seven Bentley. years. Yeah. I know yeah. what he's going to bring. I uh. want Jake. Um, so it'll be very interesting. But uh, but yeah, North Carolina escaped with that one. Mac Brown, he's back. Texas is back. Yeah, and no, yeah. uh, that one's uh, that they're a team definitely to keep an eye on um, with him kind of get coming in and getting some earlier playing yep. time than anticipated. And David Hale tweeted something about it. He was like, "Hey, South Carolina." Now you have an now we have an opportunity to see if Helinski uh, is better than Trevor Lawrence, like y'all have been telling me for the last <laughs> well, year. Well, <laughs> what what stinks for South Carolina as well is now they have a true freshman quarterback. They play Charleston Southern next week. They should win that game. Well, we'll tune Th- game. This was one of those games where if you look at their schedule, it was like literally best case scenario seven and five. Yeah, like yeah, bowl eligibility. Best bowl eligibility case. is now in, now you, in danger. You cannot lose the games now that are toss ups, and that is it's it's basically you cannot lose to Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, and uh, I think it's it, it would be Charleston Southern would be the mm-hmm. other game. They, the other ones, it's like yeah, man, those are losses. Yeah. So, it, poor Will yeah. Muschamp. Yeah, I know, right? We love you. Poor guy. Um, Another game that I thought was a toss-up, I ended up picking Virginia Tech. Yeah, I took BC. Um, but Boston, Boston College ended up winning that game by seven. Um, did, you know, A.J. Dillon had a good game. He 23 carries for 81 yards but and a touchdown, but not dominant. Um, yep. Anthony Brown, though, two, 275 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I like him. Play, He's fun. Played well. When they're rolling, they're fun. They're, yeah, ultimately, I, I think they're going to be a decent team. They haven't gotten a lot of hype, but again, you have a team to – uh, you know, if you've got a, similar to last year, Kentucky last year, you got a really good running back that you can build around. You don't yep. need a huge playmaker at quarterback, just someone who can nope. manage game the game manager. and make some plays. Um, yeah, for sure. Armor with his feet. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot to build around. Um, and also Ryan Willis, uh, Virginia Tech quarterback, played really well. Had about three fifty. Yeah, but also had good. a bunch of turnovers. So um, other games, Stanford won seventeen to seven against Northwestern in the GPA Bowl. Um, I took Northwestern. I yeah, so good about that. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, so wrong. It was close. Um, Georgia beat Vandy. Yeah, USC yep. 
Beat Fresno. Um, big one, though. Oregon Daniels. somehow yeah, out for the season. Yep. See that? Yeah. Yeah, not That's great. Um, Oregon somehow lost to Auburn, though. Like, Did you watch that game? I, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't see the ending. And here's my regret. Why in the world would I ever take uh, the Pac-12 or the SEC in, well, a, in a big-time game? Because it clearly didn't work again. Well, I mean, that's a great argument about the Pac-12, but uh, Oregon's not really representative of the Pac-12. <laughs> they're, the, they're the outlier there. They might they're be. Supposed to, they're supposed to be. Um, but yeah, no. Ugh, gosh, the the end of that game was just maddening. I was like, yeah, man. Uh, I don't. Oregon shouldn't have lost that game. Auburn shouldn't have won. Even that game-winning touchdown that Bonix threw was just a duck. Like if the safety even remotely makes a play on the ball. Oh yeah. Like. That, or at least looks at the ball that it's picked off. But uh, hey, you know people who uh, take what you can get. People betting, betting men were were excited about that one. Did so. you pick Alabama or Auburn? I picked we both Oregon. Pick, I we picked both Oregon. picked Oregon. Okay, we both uh, Oregon. Auburn was the popular pick. About sixty percent yeah. people had picked them, um, yeah. but I thought Oregon would pull it out, and I was wrong. So we wrong. Um, yeah, I would say I did. Yeah, I picked Oregon as like a four point win. So it would have been yeah close, but still. Yeah. Um, you want to jump to next week's games, next yep. week's picks? Have Let's you uh, have you looked at them already? Uh, yeah, I have, and I already I know exactly who I'm going to take. Well, uh, well, I, yeah, I was I'm, I'm looking at my picks. I already have them submitted. But um, first game, West Virginia versus Mizzou. Uh, yep. Mizzou also lost. Um, that was a weird one because I don't think Wyoming's great, but I don't think they're terrible. And they also played at Wyoming, and it was probably the biggest crowd in Wyoming history. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, at the same time, I don't think you can lose that game. No. Yeah. I mean, hey, if we're, we're going to make a Pac-12 SEC argument, we're going <laughs> to – we can definitely make a Mizzou uh, Big West. Is that what they're in? Is that what Wyoming's in? Gee, the Big West. I would say so. Or the Mountain uh, West. It, no, they're probably in the Big West. Uh, let me look. Uh, they're, they're in the Mountain West. You're right. Mountain West. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we <laughs> Mizzou shouldn't lose that game. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that I think Kelly Bryant supposedly played well, I didn't really he get to see. He had a great game. Stat line um, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great great stat line. Um, but, yeah, I'm picking West Virginia. Um, oh, you are? I'm going to take Missouri. I'm picking West Virginia. Okay. Ooh, I don't trust Missouri now. Okay. Um, yeah, good. And any chance to just pick against the SEC. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, let's see. Next week, we and then we also got Michigan versus our troops. Yes. Um, support the so, troops. Support the troops, but also, sorry, Michigan's going to win take, against the take troops. the wolves. Um, and then Syracuse versus Maryland. Maryland put a whooping on somebody who wasn't good at football. Um, but, I, yeah, um, Syracuse also played pretty well. So I, I'm taking Syracuse in that game. Did you see, though, that Maryland is a favorite? Uh, I did see that, and I don't yep. I don't believe it. Yeah, no, so. no. I would throw my money on Syracuse. But they are the favorite, which is kind of wild. They are. But, yeah, um, little little what's-his-face DeVito uh, made, yep. it, made it that Syracuse offense. He's also he's got he's got mob connections. Danny DeVito. Yep. <laughs> His dad is Danny DeVito. I'm yep. pretty sure. Yep. I, yep. I hope I'm gonna believe it. Uh, popular. Uh, I think what's gonna end up being a popular upset pick: uh, Clemson over uh, or A and M over Clemson. Yep. Um, I'm, nope. I don't think they're gonna win. I think Clemson's nope. gonna do what they do. Um, yep. Someone for A and M guaranteed an upset. Yeah. To, like, that was to stupid. The media, so it's probably yeah. a fullback. They have a lot of fullbacks. <laughs> it's a team full of fullbacks. I picked Clemson. Yeah. Um, hey, Battle of the 90s, uh, Nebraska versus Colorado. <laughs> this is, no. hey, if you told someone in 1990-whatever, 5-7, uh, that Nebraska and Colorado would be playing, we'd be like, they'd be like, oh, man. Must be a national championship. Game of the year, but it's not. Um, uh, I picked Nebraska, even though they did seem to... They I they had they they struggled through last week's game, but I picked them as well. But it would not surprise me if Colorado wins this game just because it's at home and Nebraska. Yeah. I don't trust. Row the boat. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. Row it. Um, BYU Tennessee. Let's yep. go Cougs. Cougs. Yeah. Um. I I think they'll be looking to come come back from a, a tough loss versus Utah. Did um, you pick BYU? I picked BYU. Oh no way! I picked Tennessee, but I think BYU. I am praying I'm wrong. Yeah, well, so. I'll switch just a chance to pick against Tennessee, sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm not sorry. Um, it's okay. So, yeah, BYU looking to come back from playing like poo-poo. Uh, right. Uh, according to Utah quarterback Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, game of the week. Uh, is game day yep. uh, LSU, uh, Texas? I bet it's in Austin. That would make sense. Where are you leaning with this? Uh, go Tigers. 
That's what I think too. Um, They're six and a half point favorite at Texas. Yeah, um, that's the thing. It's like I don't know if I trust Texas yet. Uh, LSU has a lot of uh, a lot of talent. Um, got one of the best players, you know, one of if not the best players in college football. Grant Delpit playing safety, yep. um, looking to be a top three pick next year. Uh, but Texas has uh, Sam Ellinger, who is a stud. And he's so, the favorite. He's one of the um, picks for uh, New York. Yeah, for the um, So so. Yeah, give me I, the Tigers. Hold that. Tiger. I think I'm. St- I think I'm still taking LSU. Um, yep, but for sure. I think that could be a really good game. Texas yes. might be back. We'll see. Um, They're so back. Miami, North Carolina. Where are you at? Give me the heels. I know. You think so? Oh yeah. See, that's the thing. I also picked the heels, but I'm worried about it <laughs> because well, I do think I do think Miami is talented, um, yes. and they've had some time to hopefully tighten some stuff up. Um, and I'm still I don't know not if that like, offensive line is going to change in a week. I don't think it weeks. will either. So um, that's that's all I'm banking on is that offensive line uh, not giving Jaron Williams any love. Yeah, no, I, I think that too. So I'm 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 taking the heels as well. Also, yes. let's just continue to beat Miami down. And I love um, Mac Brown. <laughs> love Mac Brown. Um, Stanford USC. Uh, give me the trees for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the trees as well. Uh, did, USC did, doesn't win a game the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> they may not. Yeah, I was to say Stanford did only beat Northwestern by ten points uh, last week, but USC, yeah, may may not win another game. Um, Don't trust them. And then Washington, Cal. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's the Huskies the, for sure. The, the Jacob Eason will throw for three thousand yards. He he will uh, he'll play really well. He he's going to end up having a really sneaky good year. Um, oh yeah. Oh he, he should. Do- they they should flirt with maybe having one or two losses. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yep, yep, so. Um, also, I was reading something that was really interesting um, today, talking about how, like, weirdly how um, Jake Fromm is becoming an underrated quarterback um, because he's not he's not a huge playmaker, doesn't have the nope. strongest arm, but dude's accurate, knows how to win football games, and and they were like, this is interesting. He's caused two five star quarterbacks to transfer. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. One by one by dethroning him, uh, being Jacob Eason, and then one by. Uh, being unrelenting and not really pushing uh, the throw. Even so. goes deeper than that. Because of him making Justin Fields transfer, it then also made Tate Martell transfer. Yeah, that may, he's he's yeah he's in and control. And then the kid from the Washington is supposedly transferring to Fresno State. Man, that kid that was behind Eason, who Eason won the job over. So thank you, Jake Fromm. You yeah. are just. You're something. I was to say he's going to quietly end up being a top ten pick next year. Um, he should and, be. And you know what? Like, hey, if 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 you just, if you're looking for a stable quarterback, if you're the Miami Dolphins, and you're next looking for year, Alex Smith 2.0, you want to just boy. get the ball to a receiver eight yards down the field. Cool, grab him. Yes. Um, so yeah, those are our picks. Hopefully, we'll all do better than last week. Um, yes. Hopefully, we're both 100 percent accurate. Last, last week was a struggle. Um, it's okay. To think. Anything else happened in the last week? Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy? No. Doing all right? I have a cold. You got a cold? Maybe allergies. I'm sorry. That's so that's why my voice sounds so smooth and, <laughs> and sweet. <laughs> sounds gravelly. So like, sultry. <laughs> like, Hello. <laughs> like Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl over here. Learning yeah. to walk. Uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Come Yikes. on, Foo Fighters. Um, Thanks. Uh, that's all I got. I was going to say, I feel like there was something else I wanted to bring up, but I don't even know. Yeah, I know uh, Kentucky and Louisville both play at 7.30, so I'm going to be honest, I'm probably not going to watch much of the Louisville game. It's okay. I'll, I'll probably not watch any of your game either. So we'll, we'll And LSU-Texas plays, so I'm going to need like five TVs. That's going to yeah. be a problem, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, I was saying, right. this is a this season's going to be a really great um, uh, trial in figuring out how and where I can watch live sports. Um, as, oh, the, uh, as the stream sports, as the streaming battles uh, start to uh, yes, yes, start to take hold. Um, yep. Okay. Do this. Uh, give me give me score prediction and MVP of my game. Yes, your of game. Louisville. Yes. Uh, Thirty-eight ten. Oh, okay. Well, thumping. Yeah, I think we're going to cover. I think we're going to come out and score. At least that's my hope. So I'm being okay. I'm being positive here. Thirty-eight to ten. Um, MVP, I think, uh, probably 2-2. I think, uh, 
I mean, figure it out. Yeah, he. I think you know. Yeah, kind of get get his head back in the game a little bit. So uh, shore up the drops a bit. But I mean, he was all over the place. Every time he got the ball in his hands, it was like something. It felt like he could score, right, on just about any play. Yeah. Also, he's very small, so um, I think he's yeah. Um, I like that. I I I do want to see a a decrease in in balls thrown down the field to him where he's not that open because he's not going to compete for those. Yeah, we we, we seem to see, we seem to see that a lot uh, a decent bit last year and it was like he's he yeah he's too short guys come he, on he's about five foot five so yeah, um, but yeah so I think he'll have a big game in a number of ways so okay I like that I've got Kentucky thirty eight seventeen. Is my prediction twenty one? Uh, I think they'll cover the spread, and my uh, MVP will be Cavassier Smoke. I think he runs for two touchdowns, and I'm gonna say it. He's gonna get a hundo. Cool. Even with the three backs, I think he's gonna get a hundred yards rushing. So they should run all over East. As a, he got what like seventy five this last seventy five. Yeah, like big only runs. off like eleven carries. So yeah, and I think Eastern Michigan's DBs are pretty darn good. So I think mm-hmm. you'll see Kentucky try to establish that run. Yeah. Nice and early, and then stick with it. And, hey, both teams, if they can live and die by the run a little bit. Um, I love it. I mean, running back by committee, make some plays, um, make them stop it, and then mix it up and let your quarterback make some some easier plays to yeah see what happens. I'm, I'm all about it. it. Hey, I'm team uh, establish the run this year. Yep. Enjoy it. Love it. Team establish the run, then play action for bombs. Play action for um, – uh, um, modest gains down the field. Modest gains. <laughs> got to keep it easy. Got to keep it nice and easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, please comment, subscribe, or donate money. Uh, we love you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week at some point. Goodbye, Bye-bye. my friend. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. I love you. Lost with the cause Someone wrote down on a paper